Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the HUD, and not joining me once again in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He does have great hair, he does love a curry, he does have a pint, he does love a Savaloy. It's not Master Blywalker, aka Luke Bly. I am once again, well I'm not flying solo this week got a couple of um, filthy guests coming up for the main discussions but either side of that you're just going to hear my tones uh, because master blywalker again isn't uh is sadly unable to make the uh, recording tonight but he has asked me to read out a statement that he uh sent me a text about to explain to uh to the listeners just why he hasn't been here uh, this week and uh, obviously last week as well so these are the words of luke bligh Oi oi, Savaloys, it's Luke here. Unfortunately, I've been hospitalised recently with an illness I have called Crohn's disease. It's the worst it's been in 10 years, which is pretty good going, all things considered. But it just means that I've needed to rest for a little bit, hence the absence from the podcast. But the sessions will go on and I'll chat to you sickhead soon. No one is ever really gone. So that was the words of my friend, my buddy, my co-host and my idol, Luke Bly, who, um, as he's mentioned, is uh, is laid up, uh, has been laid up for the last week or so. So obviously here at Sessions HQ, which is me, would obviously extend all best wishes to Master Blywalker uh, for his recovery, his recuperation and his rest as well. Because we all know he needs to rest for me chewing his ear off about Star Wars all the time. Oh, look, did you notice this in, in fallen order? Oh, look, isn't Fennec Shand a queen? Oh, English Rose, this and that. I think you needed a break from that. So, uh, yes, uh, certainly hope that you are doing well, Luke. I know you're listening because, as you mentioned, sessions for life, you can't let it go. But we hope you're doing well. And I'm sure I speak for each and every one of our listeners when we uh, extend our good wills and good wishes to you, mate. So that is the uh, word from Master Blywalker. Uh, Jabba the Hud, myself, uh, all good here in Sessions HQ, keeping the Essex Falcon clean, keeping the seats warm, keeping the engine running. Nice weekend, um, quiet weekend, you know, doing doing pupper stuff as per, including uh, jumping around a, like a six-foot warehouse soft play, which was an experience, but... All good in the uh, Sessions HQ over here. Hoping Lukey boys are all right, but we have got a good show lined up for you tonight. But no show is ever considered to have started whilst I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi in my ear, which you know only means one thing. It's a galactic news round. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy has renewed her contract for a further three years running through 
Former Hollywood reporter, editor and current Puck News reporter Matthew Baloney has asserted that Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy has been shelved by Lucasfilm. The mysterious Star Wars project currently in the works at video game studio Quantic Dream is reportedly set during the High Republic era. Adam Driver has said he was terrified by Star Wars fans during his one and only Comic-Con experience and isn't anxious to go back for another. And according to new reports, Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie reportedly will not be directed by Eternals filmmaker Chloe Zhao. Hi, this is Jamie Dew from the Duel of the Fates audio series, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. There's a hunger for this character to come back. The fans have been waiting long enough, you know? Something that's extremely exciting is the return of, obviously, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi, it's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. At least he has this one task left, which is to keep Luke safe. That's definitely a starting place for our story. The interesting thing is going to be where it goes from there. The most beautiful thing of all is that it's brought me back together with Hayden. We are bringing back Hayden Christensen to reprise the role of Darth Vader. We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. Have another swing at each other. It might be quite uh, satisfying for everybody. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. Yes! For this week's main discussion, as you know, Luke isn't here, but we've got a few things to be jumping into. As you may have just heard, Obi-Wan Kenobi is what we're going to be talking about. We're also going to be talking about all of the stuff we got from Disney Plus Day. So the Kenobi trailer, the Andor trailer, the Ahsoka casting news. and uh... Yeah, right. We'll get into that shortly. And we're also going to be jumping in and talking about the Boba Fett documentary that dropped under the helmet, which dropped because of Disney Plus Day. I've mentioned we an awful lot. I haven't become French and I certainly hope nobody from France doesn't find that unfunny. But I am joined today by not one, but by two guests as Luke would call them, two sessions sick heads. Uh, I'm joined by somebody who has that mighty Hudson blood running through him. I know he's got quality and talent because he's got the shared DNA. Uh, my brother, big brother, Sean Hudson, who you've heard many times via the Patreon and via our voice messages. But Sean, welcome to the sessions to talk Star Wars tonight. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. I'll be a, a, a poor replacement for Master Blywalker, but we'll do what we can. No, we certainly will do it. We can. That man is not easily replaced, especially when he's got his hair as uh, beautiful as that. However, I've done my best with our next guest to try and replace that hair. Uh, again, somebody you've heard on the show in our recent MCM Comic Con uh, episode, and you may have seen him in your dreams from the UK's largest Black Series collecting group. I'll let Dave <laughs> explain that. It's Dave Dunn. How you doing, mate? 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Happy, uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's for your first time, first time on the main session show, because um, you haven't been on any roundtables, have you, mate? No, I've not. No, no. Um, I've dropped into a couple of little conversations and That's added it. my bit here and there, but no, never on a never on a roundtable. So yeah, really excited, no. mate. Well, no, thank you for coming on. We, I just mentioned that Dave is the is the main man behind the Black Series Club far bit for me to try and explain it dave for those who are listening because we've got a lot of collectors and a lot of toy fans out there tell them about the black series club that you uh you head up yeah so uh we're on we're on facebook we're on instagram we started on facebook um as just a small little community of people that really enjoyed just collecting the black series line uh five maybe six years ago now damn um and you know the reason we set this up was to look at the focus of it in the uk uh as many retailers sort of struggle to get the line in so we thought we'd put this together to help out the uk collectors and it's just grown and flourished from there and it's turned into its own little collecting family so yeah it's a, it's a really fantastic place to to share um your black series collectibles and and get the latest news tweet and that's on facebook what's where what do people have to search to find it so yeah, if you want to join, um, just type in UKSWBSC and we'll come up and that stands for UK Star Wars Black Series Collectors. Or if you want to follow us on Instagram, um, it is StarWars.TheBlackSeries. Yes, go and check them out. We'll link all those in the show description and the notes below. So uh, do go check it out, support the work that they do, especially if you're a collector. And if not, join in anyway. Why wouldn't you <laughs> want to join in? It's all Star Wars and all Star Wars is good for the most part. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight. The Obi-Wan Kenobi sizzle reel. It dropped for Disney Plus Day. It didn't necessarily drop on Disney Plus Day, um, which we're going to talk about the two of those now. So you've just heard it. Ewan McGregor, Deborah Chow introducing us uh, into the world of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Disney Plus original. Uh, this was the Investor Day uh, footage, which was shown pretty much a year ago now, which is wild to think that. We've known about we well we've known about the title for the last year, even though we probably could have all guessed what it was going to be. But um, so it, it's new footage to us, not new footage to those who saw it a year ago. It's clear for me. My first impressions was this is cool. You know, it's concept art. I love the concept art, which we'll talk about. Looks very cool. I was just more interested in seeing Ewan McGregor and how happy uh, he was to talk about Obi Wan. To be being back in the universe, it was great to see Deborah Chow, uh, f- who's d- delivered some of the best episodes of The Mandalorian, if not the best episodes. They mentioned Hayden. We didn't see Hayden again. I've got thoughts on that, but let's find out from uh, the boys. Then, Sean, you've seen the sizzle reel. Firstly, did you see it when it unceremoniously leaked online the day before, or did you wait until Friday to watch it? No, no, no. I, I, I saw the uh, the leak before it came out, which was uh, it was good. Um, it was good in a way, but then obviously when it came to D plus day, which you said we'll cover in a bit, that it, it kind of took away from um, the fact that uh, there wasn't an awful lot of Star Wars goodness on um, on, on Disney plus day. But no, I, I, I saw it um, when it first leaked, and yeah, I mean it's 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 a cool watch it's um it, it wets the whistles it were i mean what is it one minute 16 seconds of yep. um and deborah chow and uh and, and obi-wan talking about what's what's coming up um i think we did see um you mentioned hayden i'm sure he was the guy with the, the long sweaty hair and the red top 
getting being put through his paces with his saber, wasn't he? I don't know because now I'm going to have to go back and look at that again because I'm it was sure. just after they mentioned Hayden. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. But no, no. Yeah, no. So I saw it. Um, yeah, before, before, before it was meant to come out. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I've mentioned um, anyone that's listened to me rattle on before, whether it's one of your roundtables or whether it's one of the watch alongs that you can. Uh, get from going to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Chicka chicka. Good man. Um, <laughs> done. Yeah, um, I, I talk about Kenobi a lot. He's one of my, if not my favourite characters, probably him and Ahsoka are my favourite characters. And the Kenobi Marvel was uh, one of the best Star Wars reads for me in, in, in recent years. So I've had high hopes for this and we'll probably get on to that. But um, yeah, it was a decent sizzle reel. It was very short. Um, it, as I say, it wet the whistle, but uh, I think we're still left wanting more um which i guess is a is a is a good thing but um i guess ultimately anything with uh you in on it is um is always good to see uh yes just seeing you and back talking star wars is is always something that gets me makes me happy because it takes me back to the to the days when the prequels came out and the days when all we actually had was those three prequel films um Dave, I guess same to you, mate. Did you see this on the Thursday when it leaked or were you a good guy and waited until it dropped on Disney Plus? And what did you think about it when you first saw it? Um, I was actually a good boy and I, I waited for it to wait for it to drop. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly busy at work. So somebody sort of run into my office and was like, have you seen, have you seen Kenobi's? Kenobi's drops. And I sort of lost my mind and, and tried <laughs> to. <laughs> tried to get online as soon as possible but no um yeah no i waited for it to drop and um it, whereas i thought we'd see a, just a little glimmer of footage you know just just a tiny five seconds would have would have done nicely um but you know what we saw was amazing i just like you guys have said just seeing you and back on the screen it just brings this huge huge grin to my face and, and just sort of automatically tr- transformed back to being a child and going to the cinema and seeing him for the first time on the big screen so yeah i was just over the moon to see a little bit and like you said uh sean it was only like a minute and what 20 seconds something like that yeah, yeah. but oh yeah it, it it done its job it done its job for me anyway good job good job <laughs> Me, me know, exactly i can confirm the sweaty guy in the red top is uh, definitely ewan mcgregor but um i always find it funny going off topic seeing ewan mcgregor like, it, like two or three years prior to the phantom menace he was renting and train spotting and it's just how do you go from there to being obi-wan kenobi but uh yeah the reverence that he has for that character is is shone through for for so many all the years when he couldn't say yes i'm, I'm going to be obi-wan or um we're talking all the years he had to keep silent and now he's finally able to talk about it again. He's finally, we're seeing him, you know, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi in his own series, the subtitle when he popped up on the trailer, it was fantastic. Deborah Chow is there as well talking about, you know, this is a dark time uh, with obviously the emperor, the empire has now got a, a stranglehold on the galaxy. Obi-Wan's only job is to look after Luke. That's what uh, Ewan has said. He was tasked to look over Luke and then we get the first real bit of concept art is um, the old, well, older Ewan, the kind of hybrid now between Ewan and Sir Alec Guinness, which reminded me, Sean mentioned it, it reminded me of the John Jackson Miller Kenobi cover, seeing him on the back of that Jubak. And this is the first official, even though it's concept art, the first official look at, you know, older Ewan as he's now getting closer to the A New Hope Alec Guinness and, I don't know about you guys, but that made me happy, especially because I'm hoping that that Jubak 
um, or the EOP, sorry. I hope that's the one he was on in the back of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that, uh, yeah, just seeing that, and it just took me straight back to the last time that we saw him um, in the cinema, just dropping Luke off. And I was like, oh, it is literally trying to pick you up as a fan from that point. Loved seeing that. Just uh, seeing him a little bit weathered as well was uh, yes. quite interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see where they pick it up from. So, like Deborah Chow was saying, you know, we're pretty. Uh, she was kind of alluding to, you know, we're going to pick up pretty much from when, um, you know, baby Luke's just been handed over. So, uh, I mean, we're not going to obviously have a huge, a huge time gap. I mean, I'm assuming they're not going to be like, oh, you know, Obi's just handed over the over baby Luke, and he's going to be like, what am I going to do now? Shall I go for a beer or something? It's going to be more. <laughs> Of, um, you know, probably what he's doing out in the desert and the training and, and you know, Qui-Gon and, and all that kind of stuff. But it'll be interesting to see kind of exactly where it picks up from um, episode one. I think I've heard rumours that it's picking up around, is it 10 years? They're saying it's about, I'm just looking on Wikipedia because yeah. the original uh, idea was it was 10 years before yeah. A New Hope, which is nine years after Revenge of the Sith, I think. Right. But uh, now yeah. Wikipedia, again, you take it, as a with a pinch of salt, even though it's probably the best source, they're saying nine years before uh, a new hope. So, um, pr- about eleven years, ten years after Revenge of the Sith, this yeah, is yeah. due to take place. So they 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 may have that flashback of Obes dropping off uh, Luke again, or, or that kind of moment where he has to go and find wherever he's going to live in the Dune Sea. But yeah. um yeah, it's definitely taking place ten years after Revenge of the Sith, which also kind of uh nixes some of the ideas about another bit of concept art that uh we saw as well but the next bit is i got fallen order vibes from a few of these the next two i got fallen order vibes the next uh bit of concept art i don't know where it is it looks like it's an underwater um an underwater planet now i've mm. heard many things about some of the biomes we're going to see in kenobi that are not going to necessarily mention on the air in case they come true but this looks very interesting. It also looks a bit like Nur, which we saw in Jedi Fallen Order, which is, again, spoilers for that game. At the end, when you have to go and take on the second sister, that was under, an, an underwater, the uh, home of the Inquisitorious. We know the Inquisitors are in it. Other than that, this could be a new planet uh, or a new structure, some we haven't seen before. However, it, this, that, those words for me, they, this had, we haven't seen this before. That's what gets me excited as well this kind of blue, this teal, huge uh, concept art. And if it is all underwater, then the only time we've really seen that is uh, the Gungan City in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh, it's Jar Jar back. That'll go down. Yes, you can see him swimming outside. <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar origin story. There was the rumours Ahmed was going to be in it. He did shoot them down, but hey, he might be. But um, the, the water planet, the Imperial, obviously we're going to get the big Imperial presence, presence as well because... This is like peak Empire's yeah. time now. But um, again, any, any, what did you guys take from the next bit of concept art, this sort of underwater structure? Uh, I mean, I think it, it, it brings up an interesting... I mean, I think it looked really cool. Um, I mean, all the concept art you see from anything Macquarie onwards to, to now and always looks awesome. Obviously, the art of Star Wars books are, are, are all uh, incredible. But for me, it just brings up a really interesting... Again, going back to the Kenobi book, it's... The, the kind of the book kind of alludes that he stays on Tatooine mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. So, uh, and that that question might kind of go into 
you know, the, the, the showdown of the century and he's going to have to face off against Vader at some point, etc. But at what point does, does Kenobi feel it's okay to leave Tatooine and leave leave Luke for a little while without him being watched? So it'll be interesting to see if these other, these other worlds that are being shown are going to have Kenobi on them or if they're going to be um, kind of flashbacks, you know, the first couple of episodes maybe covering... You know that you know that ten year gap. Maybe he mm-hmm. went traveling. Maybe he was communing with other people. Whatever it may be. But at what point does he actually leave Tatooine to either have a little have a little chat with Vader or go to this underwater planet? But um, it certainly looked cool. Yes, I think that you, you sort of hit now on the head there. I, I was really scared of this series that they were going to try and keep him on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, how much. How much can you do? You know, how much can you explore and, and show us what's been going on? And I think seeing a lot of the concept work, um, it's showing you that it's, that's not the case. We are, we're going places in this, in this series, which is what we want. We want to explore, you know, the, the, some of the stuff that Mando's shown us, uh, yeah. within the two seasons that we've been watching it. It's been incredible. It's just yeah. really opening up Star Wars universe for us. So, I, you know, I think that's sort of settled one of my fears of, of the, I didn't have a lot for Kenobi because I'm so excited, but that was one of them. Yeah, yeah I think it was it episode one, series two. Of Mando kind of covered off, to be honest, quite a lot of um, uh, the Kenobi book with um, getting to know the Sand People, getting to know people that live in um, disparate villages around Tatooine, and then obviously Crate Dragons. That's that kind of is a synopsis of that standalone book. So I'll be surprised if they, if they touch on many aspects of that. So um, yeah, it's probably going to see him going off world a bit more. Yeah, pretty much. Well, when, when we finish with the sizzle reel, we are going to talk about, you know, what do we want? What do we want to see from Kenobi? And also like maybe what we don't want to see from Kenobi, but um, we mentioned Tatooine, the next concept art. This is, this is boss. Uh, the next piece of concept art is on Tatooine. It's an inquisitor's ship with a couple of stormtroopers and, our first concept art look at the Inquisitors in Kenobi. Uh, a lot of people saying this is, is this Triller, the second system of Fallen Order. It ain't because Vader's already dispatched of her. Unless, of course, this is a flashback to pre-Fallen Order times. Uh, but a lot of people have said this is a placeholder. But the uh, first thing I thought when I saw this was, how cool is it that the, the Inquisitors were uh, really introduced in Rebels? You had the Grand Inquisitor, Jason Isaacs, and then you had you know, all of the other numbered brothers and sisters. We did get them in Fallen Order, but now we're getting them in live action, the kind of the journey they've been on, and the comics have been pushing them as um, like Vader's henchmen and henchwomen, and now we're getting them in Kenobi. It kind of, I don't know, just, just seeing them expand and become, to some people, part of a legitimate canon, even though all canon's canon, um, but to know that they're going to be on Tatooine. Obviously, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. Luke's on Tatooine. Spoilers for A New Hope. But now the Inquisitors are on this. So how, you know, how close are we going to get? How are they going to get to finding out Obi Wan is there? Are they going to find him? Is Obi Wan going to dispatch him? Is that is that uh, is what going to alert the Empire and Vader? Uh, if so, is Vader going to come to Tatooine? Now that may cause some issues going forward. But just this shot, though, lads, of the Inquisitor's ship. First, it's a, it's a new type of ship in Star Wars. It was something different, as George said. We need we need more ships. We've got a new ship. And we're going to see an Inquisitor in, in live action. So, uh, again, over to you boys for this bit. We're excited to see the Inquisitors and, you know, how good does that look, that that ship against that background? Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, you know, Inquisitors, but, you know, best, probably the best part of 
of uh, of, of fallen order for me and um you know, I won't open a massive can of worms here when it comes to the the sequels and that. But I think I think what we're finding on Disney Plus at the minute, and I think Kenobi is going to need to do it, and or not so much, but certainly Mando, things are having to be filled in, gaps are needing to be filled in, as as, as people are also wanting to fill them in. So I think we're going to see some um, some things that are going to be really, really, really interesting. It, it looked really cool. Um, I think we probably will see a a standoff with uh, with Kenobi and some of the uh, um, some of the people looking for him. Um, I texted you earlier, Matt, like just doing a sanity check. Like I rewatched the end of Revenge of the Sith earlier, and I was like, at, at what point actually in canon does Ben Kenobi realise that Anakin's still alive um, and that he's become Darth Vader? Because you don't actually see that, so that could be something we'll touch on later, which we want to see. But that, that for me, is all going to tie in with, um, yeah, I think, again, nail on the head, as, as, as Dave said, I think they will have some kind of standoff. And at, at that point, um, kind of Anakin and, 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 and Ben are going to come to each other's um, awareness again. Yes. Yeah. Think, I, sorry. The, just that concept I just gave me Darth Maul vibes. Episode one, yes. Darth Maul. I think it was the first time that we saw um, sort of quote-unquote a a proper like individual bad guy ship with the red glow on the inside and things like that. It's it's got all those little little indications uh, that just sort of took me back to episode one. So I loved seeing that. It was was awesome. It was so good. It is so good. Sorry, (laughs) hold on. No, no, let's do B for me to say that. So (laughs) There he is. There he is. That's a bucket list thing, mate, isn't it? That's That's it. No, yeah. Any more we can get in, we will do. But um, yeah, I just like the look of this, uh, the the new style ship against the old classic Star Wars background. And the Mando's doing that well in kind of fusing well, the OT and now the sequels. Fallen Order for me did a great job of fusing the prequels and the ot aesthetic or at least get, get in that way so um kenobi's absolutely going to do the same as well this you obviously you and his prequel boy he's now going into the ot world so we're going to see that beautiful fusion is there as well so that's exciting we get to see a few more bits of concept art we mentioned them earlier on um different areas now there's a city a couple of cities or a market and a cityscape uh, and what looks like a hangar so which would indicate that obi-wan is going to have some adventures along the way but that kind of ties into what we think we're going to see but then we get the then we get the big boy himself we get the big man in leather darth vader he's breathing that's what we're all here for we're all thinking right we're going to see we're going to see hayden he's coming but he didn't but we did get you and mcgregor you know saying the best part of this or the most lovely part is it's brought him back together with with hayden which then immediately takes me back to those revenge of the sith and attack of the clones uh, behind the scenes, um, behind the scenes specials that we got on all the DVDs of them kind of bonding offset and they're, they're training together. To think that they would have had to do, do that again, like 15, 16 years later is really quite cool. I wish we'd seen Hayden. We didn't, but it was just nice to hear his name um, spoken by the great man again. Deborah Trow then said, we couldn't not do, tell Obi-Wan Kenobi's story without, uh, first saying she says Darth Vader and then says we had to mention Anakin we see yeah. Darth Vader in his castle looks like he's talking to an inquisitor we're definitely going back to Darth Vader's castle by the looks of it which probably doesn't come as a surprise 
No, no. I mean, do, do you think I was going to ask? Obviously, it's a, it's a limited series. Was it eight? Is it eight episodes? I must eight, say six. Um, I think it's six. I mean, do you, yeah. I, mean, do you, I mean, obviously, you know, it would have been great to see more. I mean, ultimately, I think everyone agree. You know, if you looked on, if you looked on um, Twitter just on that on that day, you know, people were going nuts for for. for proper trailers of Kenobi but I think it's if you're saying if it's six episodes I think you've got to be kind of careful what you're what you're showing the public if you show too much mm-hmm. um you know Matt I've heard you talk at you know at length and and quite rightly so about kind of the um the culture these days of showing you know almost massive plot points in trailers and I think if you've yep. got a limited six series you can't show people too much and I think the, just the fact that um, you, you know, you and said it. The hunger for this character to come back is 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 enormous. You know, arguably more so than most others. And I think if you if you start showing too much, as how, however cool it would have been, I think it kind of would have been to the detriment of a of a future you know excitement. Yeah, man. And just just the smile on Ewan's face when yeah. he said, "This is bringing me and Hayden back together." He was just nonstop grinning through that interview, which is something that. I, totally took away i was like he loves this he's loving it isn't he He loves it you could just (laughs) it was beaming through him i was like yes you legend you want to be there so much i think it's like what you said earlier matt he's had to keep that in him for years and not tell anyone and he can finally do it so he's yeah loved it so good and you know there's going to be a uh, behind the scenes documentary release like the making of Obi-Wan or what it's going to be called, like we have with Man, like Obi-Wan Kenobi Gallery. I know Luke will hate me for saying that title, but, um, and they're going to show the moment where those two boys came together again and, you know, gave each other a card and were like, you know, let's go fight. You know, they're going to show that moment. It's going to be, if they don't, that would be a missed opportunity. Oh, we'll yeah. get to missed opportunities later on, but I, and I've got to have some kind of, uh, you know, the making of, of this episode, of this show. I imagine they'll do it for most of them. They've already kind of, no, I think that's, I think that sizzle reel was probably probably taken from it, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah it probably was. Yeah, it probably was. And no, I know I agree that they can't show too much. And the sizzle reel was never like we had the we had an Andor sizzle reel about a year ago, if you remember. And you know that was mm. that showed some some locations and Diego Luna having a quick chat. Didn't show anything, and that's what a sizzle reel does. I'm interested for the trailer when it comes out, but we'll get on to that. The footage uh, we then see is Obi Wan training again so they're talking about hayden talking about how great it was to see him uh over the over um ewan training with his lightsaber again so we not that there was ever any doubt i think but we're definitely going to see ewan you know throw down with his saber but then we've got the money shot for an awful lot of people which is vader and obi-wan you know l- l- crossing sabers once again yeah on- on a bridge on a with fire behind them i don't think it's a well i've been f- told that uh, if, if you look closely, it's not Mustafa. There's yeah. other things going on. But yeah. first thing I thought was, okay, that looks great because it's not Anakin. It's this is Vader fighting now. But I was a bit, oh, another fire planet again. It's concept art. It could change. This might not be in it. It may end up being uh, a completely different. It could be a jungle for all we know. But the f- I, the first thing I thought was, oh, I've seen that before. It looks great. It's mm. Vader and Obi Wan. There's the confirmation. But I've seen that before, I'm sure, in a film called Revenge of the Sith. But I don't know if that's just me being a bit, oh, I wanted something different or if it is just familiar. But uh, Dave, you, that the money shot, you know, when you saw it, were you excited or did you get that kind of twinge of, it's no, cool, but I've know, seen it. 
do you know what? I um I I can I completely agree. initially I was like, oh my god, like that's confirmation, that's happening. But mm. yeah, the same. Then I thought, well, we've seen that, and it was absolutely incredible. But do we need to see it again? Exactly the same place and and stuff like that. You know, mixing it up, I'd love to see him sort of take on each other in like the ruins of the Jedi Temple or something like that. You know, give us something that's just a little bit different. You know, Kenobi's looking about and whatever he's doing, doing stuff off world, we don't know. Um, But just, yeah, give us a little something to mix it up. Obviously, we want to see it. We don't care where it's going to be. Let's be honest. We're going to be dribbling over that. That is just (laughs) going to be mental. Um, But yeah, I, I, I. I saw it and I was like, that is brilliant. And then same sort of thought just crept into my head. I was like, oh, well, yeah, we've been there. We've done that. What what else you got? Yeah. Yeah, not the, not, not to say that I didn't like it, just like you. It was just, I, again, maybe it's the entitled fan of me, but you won't hear me crying <laughs> about it. But it would have been great to see this a different background because then yeah. then people can go mad. Con- again, concept art comes with a massive disclaimer yeah. and an asterisk. That ain't, it may not be like that, but if they'd been in on a water planet or on a, in a jungle or something, it would just been different and people would have just gone wild. That may have made up, you know, for the lack of any, anything else for a few people, but, um, sure. And same to you. Were you, were you kind of thinking this was familiar or you actually just, nope, I don't care. This is what I want. Yeah. To to me, um, the the latter, mate, if I'm honest, it just looked really, really cool. I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, was it Kathleen Kennedy? When was it? A year, two years? So when when did she come out and say it's going to be the, you know, we're going to have the rematch of the century? Um, so I think, I think there's been a, yeah, there's been there's been kind of a, st- a stick in the sand of something awesome is going to be coming for for quite some time. So for for, for me, I think it's just um, as you know, it's cool. It looks great. It's concept art. I don't think they're going to bring out too much for this. Sizzle wheel. Um, I think um, you know. Again, just mentioning what goes on outside the podcast. Obviously, on the the Discord, I think Mancalorian made a great point on Discord earlier that if you look at the timings, um, it's probably a little bit early for what they're looking to release, and we might well see more as we as we come up to it. So, I think this was more to uh, you know literally say, look, it's here, it's happening. You know, we've seen Star Wars stuff very recently. You guys discussed it last week that you know stuff's been shoved to the side and it's not happening. For me, this was it's here, it's happening, it's print, it's if it's not already, it's in the can and it's going to be awesome. Yep, it's it's done. Production is is wrapped. I think it wrapped filming in about about two months ago to to the day, pretty much from when we're listening. So it's it's there. It's in post production now, and yeah, so I can't disagree with that. We've mentioned ad nauseum. This was a sizzle reel. It was originally released one year ago to the investors. So. We're not seeing, we're seeing what they saw then. So nothing new has been released in the past year. So just in case there was any kind of uh, misconception about what this sizzle reel is, this is new to us, but it's not new to the world at large. Eyes have seen this and kind of confirmation of that is the fact that we didn't see, we didn't get anything of Hayden or, or, or Darth Vader in anything new anyway. But like we said, he probably shouldn't have really expected, expected that, but um so there's we've finally now got our first look at the show concept art you and mcgregor deborah chow officially talking about it there's no going back now lucasfilm <laughs> try as you might you can't pull this one but um what we what we hoping for then because i know you, we're all excited i don't know anyone who's not excited for a kenobi show six episodes hopefully hopefully kind of 45 minutes each so it goes over feature length but what are we looking forward to 
And is there anything which you kind of think, do you know what? I really, really hope it doesn't, doesn't happen at all. For me, um, I would absolutely love just to see a little sprinkle of Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. That is top of my list. I think that, you know, when you think about the last thing we saw in uh, Revenge, it was Yoda saying, you know, you're going to Tatooine and you're going to be learning, or you, I've got a lesson for you, it's how to commune with your old master. Qui-Gon? So, you know, just, just a, I know people have sort of approached um approached him in interviews and he's like no i'm not in it i'm but you know ewan's been saying that for years so yeah every big actor has to say that of any film now unless you're rosie and she just says anything that she wants yeah rosario just read you know (laughs) from holland he says what he wants (laughs) yeah so yeah qui-gon is up there for me um i love love seeing them and we've actually got the confirmation out of inquisitors i think that is just gonna be that's going to be mental. I, I, you know, lightsaber on lightsaber action. Bit of that for me. Chuck that in. Bit of Qui-Gon. Lovely jubbly. We need it. Sean, what's the, anything which uh, Dave hasn't mentioned or you just, or because I want Qui-Gon as well. So Dave's got one up on me there. Yeah, no. If, if I could trademark a little sprinkling of Qui-Gon, that would be amazing. That's the yeah. best thing I think I've ever heard. But uh, <laughs> I, I think one of my... I think hopes and fears are almost hand in hand to me. So, you know, when we were when we were getting super excited about the Mandalorian series one and series two, one of the most exciting things we were looking at was who's going to be in it. You know, what cameos are we going to see? And then the next week we were like, oh my god, are they going to overdo this? Who's going to be in this? And who are we going to see? Is it going to be too much? And again, especially for a limited series, so you know, I, I would expect to see a little bit of Qui Gon. Uh, obviously, we're seeing Vader. Um, I would be surprised if we didn't see anything at all of um, Organa. Are we going to have any references at all or see what's going on with Baby Leia? Is there going to be any Yoda references? Um, you know, how much are they going to try and cram in? But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see some of the um, the, uh, the the PT people in there. But it's, for, for, it, it's a good and a bad thing for me. Who are they going to put in? Is it going to be too much? Uh, yep, yeah, no, I want one. Th- well, the strangest thing I want, which is odd considering the title of the show, is but I want to make sure there's enough Obi Wan in the show. Yeah. Uh, by that, like you said, they're gonna. There's a lot they've got to fit in, poss- possibly. Um, and this, they've got a big cast list. Now that doesn't mean that they're all going to have starring roles in it, but there's you know they announced a fairly sizable cast for a small series. I just want, I just hope that Obi Wan is as much as a focal point as he can. Vader will probably be the other one, but I don't, I'm interested to see how much Darth we're going to get and how they're going to use Hayden, because I think they've already said underneath the suit is going to be somebody else because they need to have that height and they need to have that presence, but you've got Hayden in there. So he's going to be in it, obviously uh, maskless. Is it going to be flashbacks? Part of me hopes we get like one or two just for that line. Everybody says, you know, and he, he was a great friend. Well, let's, you know, let's see a bit more of that. But obviously they look noticeably older. Um, well, not really actually. They both look like studs still. But I, are we? Or are we going to get like a rebels scene where the mask gets damaged and we see his face underneath it? There was some great concept art that Ant Goodman tagged us in today, where yeah. it, it was the Darth Vader outfit, you know, costume, but without the mask on, breathing apparatus still. But and that looked great. So. What, oh, how, how are they using Hayden? Because they made a bit. They, they, they haven't hidden this bit of casting. They, they, they know they was. This wasn't a leak like all of the Mando two, season two cast. They came yeah. out straight up and said mm-hmm. Hayden's in it. So now I expect to see Hayden. I don't. You know. I don't expect to just hear his voice. So how are we seeing Big Boy Hayden? 
Well, I, you know, are we going to see a little bit of um, the old back to tank thing that we saw in Rogue One? That was yeah. amazing. I know it wasn't Hayden, but if it, you know, if we get a little bit of that, that would be brilliant. That would be so cool. I thought that was really dark and gritty, and, and from what I can see, just concept art wise, they're they're getting that Mandalorian grit in there. Yeah. Um, so I'd love, I'd love to see a bit of Hayden, so Hayden just, you know, mask off, scarred up, trying to heal himself, and we're seeing that sort of suffering that that we uh, that we obviously know he's going through. So that yeah. that to me would be the perfect way to get him in. And like you said, flashbacks. Let's see some of that stuff. There's, I know a lot of people online saying, oh, you know, leave Clone Wars alone. It's been done. But come on, you've got them both together. We've got to get some flashbacks some clone wars flashbacks that's got to happen you'd think it would do oh it's just oh complete yeah if it don't i'm gonna riot <laughs> the streets of essex will be on fire <laughs> what about the streets of surrey <laughs> so yeah i think i think that's where we're going to see most of hayden especially if he's you know if he's going to be removing the mask and, and we're going to see his face it's going to be scenes like that but if we got a, a sort of battered up mask as well that would be you know it was amazing to see it in animated form with with rebels that was a fantastic episode i loved that episode mm-hmm. so if we get to see that in in live action then oh the dreams are coming true lads they are coming <laughs> true how are we seeing hayden big bro <laughs> i reckon that i reckon we're going to be seeing vader as like the um or clearly not the background, but he's going to be a bit of a mastermind in the back. I, I think we're going to get to see, uh, you know, we mentioned the Inquisitors out there looking for, for Jedi. I reckon we're going to see some pretty cool bounty hunters. Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we've seen the scenes in the, the OT where, um, you know, obviously Vader's talking to Boba and that about, you know, no disintegrations and go out and find people. So I reckon we're going to see um, kind of Vader as, a, um, you know, once he's got past his initial injuries, you know, the first time we saw Vader get out of that, um, uh, kind of brace that he was in before he did his immortal line of no, like he couldn't walk, like he was like rigid, like he was um, you know, Forrest Gump with his magic legs, wasn't he? So I reckon we'll see a little bit of him kind of getting into his own, his own body, but then taking like a uh, like a management role, an operations director role of uh, sending out bounty hunters and that. So I reckon he'll be uh, he'll be sprinkled throughout. I think. Yeah, I think we'll get more inquisitors and we'll get Darth Vader. I think, which uh, for the for the I don't know. Maybe the first five episodes. I'm guessing the big fight's going to be in the in the finale. Otherwise, how the hell are they going to top that? And then there's the question of of that is the big fight, which because I want to see an introspective kind of look at Kenobi and his psych psychic psychological state. Having been on Tatooine, all of his friends are dead. He's got to look no. after his the, the, the fallen chosen one's son. He's got to also make sure the daughter stays alive. He's trying to cheat with Qui Gon. It's quite a lot going on. Uh, so I want to make I, I want them to focus on that, but then seeing all this concept art, it does make me think they're going to be planet hopping, and of course everyone just wants to yeah. see the rematch of the century, which has surely got to be in the finale, and we know both of them survive because yeah. canon, but how is this going to win? Because the, the when we last when, when when we last met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. No. So is Obi Wan gonna gonna whoop Vader again? Is it, is is Vader gonna leave thinking Obi Wan's dead because 
why on earth would he just stop hunting him? Because they wouldn't have just made a deal. They wouldn't have done a truce. Or yeah, anything I mean, like it's, that. Not, it's not. It's not the first time that like, Star Wars has had a major duel actually with with Vader in there, and then they've just wandered off their own ways. Is mm. it? So I mean, him, him and Ahsoka in, um, you, you know, Rebels. There was never really a uh, an ending to that to that fight. So whether it's something something like that, but I think I think you, the main thing you touched on there, I think actually again, which is a which is a hope and also a, a fear of the series is. Um, as we know, the Star Wars fan base can be a you know it's a lovely place to be. Sometimes everyone really gets on, and they all have some very you know very mm. friendly friendly attitudes. So for, for me, yeah. this really should be as you, as you touched on. It's kind of it's almost like a post D Day kind of PTSD introspective look at what happens to Kenobi. It's a it should, for me this should be a real character driven piece with a small cast and looking at what happened to Kenobi through that period. But I think I think Star Wars has been burned so much by the, the, the backlash from um The Last Jedi who did something, you know, obviously drastically different. They didn't have flashing lightsabers every two seconds. They didn't have massive fights every um other you know, every other scene. And when they were they were criticized for being too Choreographed. I, I think what this should be is, is a is a introspective. You know, he he will be having some kind of you know mental health issues, and this should be a really grown up kind of Star Wars show. But I think the backlash that's come from when Star Wars does something different will will, will stop it from being that. So um, that's kind of a hope and also a negative for for me. The other point I'll say um, before we come in, Dave, is. Um, you mentioned the big fight. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be towards the end of the the end of the the series. But then it'll be interesting to know what's the time gap between the end of the Kenobi series and and when they meet again, because that needs to be quite quite some time. Because obviously Vader was saying, you know, this is a present I haven't presence I haven't felt since X Y and Z. And then he wanders off. So um, that'll be interesting to see the time gap between the end of this and um, New Hope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean. You know, thinking about what what you said, Matt, and uh, seeing sort of more Inquisitors than we are going to be seeing Vader, as in you know suited up Vader. I think that's. I hope we do see that. You know, I don't want to see Vader on the screen in every episode. Um, most people will be screaming out for that, but I think that having him as that sort of presence that is to be feared is this big presence use him wisely um, and sparingly because when we saw him just taking falls apart in Rogue One, that was just, you know, it it just took you back and you were like, right, okay, he's here. It's all all kicking off now. So, you know, seeing Inquisitors going about their business and obviously taking, um, taking sort of Vader's um, orders as he's sitting in his throne on, on, Mustafar, you know, just little glimpses here and there, boom, boom, boom. But then, yeah, sort of the episodes five and six or chapters five and six, whatever they're going to be calling them on this one, mm. that's when he's sort of stepping up and, and Kenobes is obviously like, oh, yeah, you're you're back, you're here. I mean, he's got, he's got to be a, a huge part of the series. Vader's got to be a huge part of the series no matter what. I mean, if you if you, if you you look at it, there's, sure, there's three, four main things that this series has to cover. One... What is he doing to look after Luke? So we're going to have to see a young Luke. Um, I think it's been confirmed. There's a you know the Baru family are going to be in it. So there's got yep. to be a 
a series of time looking after that. There's got to be the, the fight, the showdown, etc. So that's going to happen. Um, but I, I, for me, I think the, one of the, the main point of this series is going to be when he realises that actually Anakin is alive and is now Darth Vader. For me, that's actually the most important point of this entire series. Not so much the fight, which is going to be awesome. We know it's going to be awesome. But at some point, they're going to have to, and I think it will be early on, he will realise um, he's not dead and he is now a proper Sith Lord. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to handle that, if that's going to be a... Um, I I heard it through the galactic grapevine down on a holoc- down a holocron, uh, <laughs> holocron hologram, or is it going to be, or is the inquisitor? Is he going to have a tussle with an inquisitor, and they're going to find out he's going to they're going to report to Lord Vader, um, or will it be the first time they come face to face? Is that when he's going to find out? Because he needs to find out. I again, it's all hopes and dreams. I hope it's kind of a big because it's a big moment. It is a big deal because before that, it's just more machine than man. Fine, but. And it does kind of come to those moments where you think, do we need everything to be explained? But it's Kenobi. I want to see all of it. It's Kenobi invader. The moment Obi-Wan finds out that his, his, his brother isn't dead, because he left him for dead on Mustafa and thought yeah, he'd died. Yeah, yeah. Finds yeah. Out to, he's gonna, he has to find out that actually, no, he didn't die. For the last 10 years, he's been, you know, the, the, this guy's been out there living a hate-fueled life without any idea that he's there. Then eventually he's going to have, he's going to realise that, ah, his, his, reaction, his reaction to that will be as interesting as anything else in the show. Is he going to be happy? Is he going to feel like he failed? Is he going to be like, I'm pleased he's not dead, but I feel really bad because he's now just murdered everybody? Exactly. Deborah Chow. I think I have all the faith in Deborah Chow to deliver a fantastic show. And and, uh, and that includes the, uh, I know she's not necessarily writing the screenplay, but she'll have a hand in it alongside you and who's producing. So I've got no issue or worries necessarily of, what's going to be in the show because Ewan's been wanting to do this and been people been crowing on for years for this. He's not going to sign on for something which is not going to potentially cover off everything that he wants or may lead to the questions of, Oh, you're going to come back and do more in 10 years time. I'm not saying he wants this to be the end of his run now, but he may be, he may approach this as, you know, this is my last chance playing the character. Now let's make sure that everything I want to be, done or any questions that i had uh lingering are answered so yeah like that one how do how how does anakin obi-wan sorry find about anakin what's the reaction going to be like when they do fight what's the fighting style going to be like is because obviously obi-wan's always on the defensive but how's yeah. that going to be and no, for, for me for me i hope it's more introspective and serious like like logan rather than like well, I've X-Men, always wanted maybe. that, but I, I, I agree. I do think that that would be a brave move, which is stupid thing to say, but it'd be a brave move for Lucasfilm to do a, a slower, more pensive paced show when, you know, you look at the man, the Mandalorian was that for the first few episodes and it kind of dove in and out, but it, but then it had the, the big action scenes. So, you know, if they can get like a 50, 50 or 60, 40 balance of, um, of action to, you know, actual drama, then, I'll be happy, but I'll also be happy whatever they give us. But um, just that final point then, Dave, about uh, Obi-Wan finding out uh, Darth Vader is alive, Anakin's alive. Is that the kind of crux of the crux of the show for you? Or is there anything else which you think, no, no, I think this could be the, this is going to be bigger. I think it's got to be, isn't it? You know, when you're looking at what is going on right now and, and what poor old Kenobi is going through, <laughs> he's a, he's, he's a broken man. You know, so having that point where he realizes he he has failed, 
you know, he went, he was sent by Yoda to stop Anakin. And in his head, you know, that's probably the one thing that he got right. Um, through, through the failure of the Jedi, um, he was able to, in his, in his own mind, fix that by, um, taking apart his, his brother. Um, so, you know, to find out that, no, you, you didn't, he's back. He, he has, he's made it. He's, he's a Sith. That is, you've, it's got to be perfect. And I'm, I have no doubt that it will be. I honestly, I have all faith in this series. I think it's going to be mind blowing, but yeah, that, the, the drama in that, it's got to be top tier, absolute top tier. Maybe lose it, just absolutely lose it. Just tap into the dark side a little bit, go nuts on him. Are you saying, I guess it comes down to how they, write it, how they act it, and I guess how it's executed. Oh. <laughs> yes, there it is. Oh, I'll get me a drink. Uh, I ain't got mm. a drink. Oh, <laughs> come on, Dave, you haven't come prepared for this, have you? I know, I know. <laughs> That's not like the first time I met you, pal. Oh, no. Let's not talk about that. The MCM Comic Con. I went into the panel with Matthew Bell, we, we, we'd lost uh, we'd lost Johnny O'Liff. He reckons he was off to meet somebody, but I reckon he went to the bar. And there, there's Matt, there's Luke, and next to them is just this vision in denim with long, flowing, brunette hair. And I just immediately thought, wow, that is more beautiful than the two setting sons of Tassel. <laughs> then this person turned round and had a pint in his hand, and at that point, um, I met Dave. Yeah. It's it's how it took all of us by storm as well. So <laughs> it, it was an emotional day. It was a very emotional very day, tiring as well. But um, oh, yeah, yeah f- check out. We, we, if you'd followed our socials on that day, you would have seen kind of the the descent from. Uh, here's us at Comic Con. Here's you know cosplays. Here's the panels. Here's the stalls. Here's us at the bar. Oh dear. Here's the dancing. And here's the uh, nobody remembers taking these pictures. Kind of. Um, I've got some videos of. Um, like the canteen of us dancing with a wookie. <laughs> it's just a mess i will put them on socials one day but that'll be a little treat for later <laughs> there you go there you go but so if anyone wants to see those and why not hey we, we all have a good time go go follow dave at the uh <laughs> the black series uh star wars black series club again but um Right, we mentioned Hayden, uh, and we mentioned the Bonnie uh, PS Joel Edgerton, which is a big deal. They're coming back. We got Kumail Ninjani, Indira Varma, O'Shea Jackson, Sun Kang, Simone Kessel, Benny Safdie, Moses Ingram. We've got a big cast here, so we've got more than just Obi Wan, more than just Hayden to look forward to. How are they all going to be incorporated? That's going to be exciting as well. So, and we've only got probably about six months to wait now. Uh, early word on the street yeah. is we're looking at May for a release date, give or take. So That's about, six, about six months to wait. What we what we uh, thought we were going to get a Disney Plus day now is uh, yeah. quickly touch on this because there isn't really an awful lot to say. But um, Disney Plus and Star Wars, the account said, you know, wait till, uh, you know, bookmark the Friday the 12th of November. We've got some cool stuff for you, which a lot of people assume would be pretty much uh first looks at everything they announced at investor day then then to be fair a video did then uh get released which had all of the uh disney brands including lucasfilm and i had obi-wan and then things like Andor kind of shooting away in the background as if to say look at what we're going to show you on friday um annoyingly yeah the, the sizzle reel leaked the day before um 
the day before Disney Plus Day, which is, to be fair, it's probably it's probably fairly symbolic of just what's happening at Lucasfilm at the minute. As we mentioned up top in the news round, there's a lot of things which aren't happening or we thought were, go- were going to be, but it aren't at the minute. But the trailer got leaked, the scissor reel, and then we also got uh, the Boba Fett documentary we're going to mention in a minute. But we didn't get anything from Andor. Uh, we didn't hear any casting announcements for Ahsoka, for Mando Season 3, or anything like that. Now, I agree with what people have said, and um friend of the show, Bespin Bulletin, has said as well that you know most of the material isn't released until about six to eight weeks prior to release. They were never going to release a trailer for Andor because that isn't coming out for about, well, about 10 months, 11 months. That's not, why would they release a trailer so far in advance? What I am surprised that they didn't do is what every other Disney brand seemed to do. And and that was have a 15, 20 second video. Imagine how cool this would have been. It would have blown the internet. Hello, welcome to Disney Plus Day. I'm Ewan McGregor. I'm Hayden Christensen. We can't wait for you to see the both of us back together again in Obi-Wan Kenobi, dropping in May on only on Disney Plus. And that was it. Just, you know, just in their normal slacks, normal clothes. Doesn't even have to be on set. Just seeing those those two beefcakes together again. That would have been great. Maybe Diego Luna, you know, Diego Luna well, and or drop in Disney Plus next fall. Just something like a 10, 15 second Instagram story length video just to yeah. say this is what's happening. But... The, uh, we did get some cool things like the, tr- the sizzle reel was cool. The documentary is cool. Would people have been quite as upset if the trailer hadn't leaked though? What do you boys reckon? If the trailer had actually come out, sizzle reel, sorry, come out on the Friday, would people have been as upset or would it not mattered? Uh, I mean, for me, I don't think, I, I think people would have still been as upset if I'm, if I'm honest. I mean, even Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams introduced enchanted, too, which if I can do that, I, I don't un- I don't understand why the Star Wars brand wasn't showing. I mean, my, I've got um, issues with things like the MCU. I think it's repeatable. I think it's boring in places. They had thirteen MCU announcements, and um, Star Wars got the leaked Kenobi thing and 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 the the, the behind uh, under the helmet the bother thing, which is which was awesome. But that is um, to me that's. That's pretty skewed. Um, if you uh, if you ask me, you know, nothing on um, uh, Ahsoka, as you say, nothing on on Andor. Um, you know, that if you want to whip people up into a frenzy, and um, you know, I was reading that um, the subscriptions to Disney Plus maybe aren't as high as they want to be. They're pushing things like a one ninety nine month to get on there. Um, why would you not just absolutely throw everything that you've got? And it's not as though Star Wars is a small IP, is it? But um, you know, they, they had some cool things on there. I mean, I've got to say, I think Warwick Davis in the Willow um, announcement was was probably the almost the, the best introduction <laughs> to an upcoming show I think I've I've ever seen um, ever. So that was absolutely awesome. I'll definitely be watching that. But um, yeah, I mean Willow Willow looks cool. Bowmax is going to be awesome. But thirteen new MCU announcements and kind of one point five Star Wars one. I do think people still would have been disappointed with the Kenobi real of it, even if it, if it had lasted to Disney Plus, uh, you know, we've just spoken at length about how cool it was. But if you measure it up against everything else that that Disney as a brand, which is already being moaned at by a lot of um, strange parts of the the, the fandom, um, you know, you'd think you want to you'd want to push back. And I, I just think the um, um, uh, the screen time of of Star Wars was was a was a massive missed opportunity. What were you thinking, Dave? Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, 
try not to echo what Sean's just said, but with a franchise like Star Wars, how how can you not give more than what they did? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm quite a big Marvel fan. I'm, I, I quite enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I love what they've been doing um, on Disney Plus recently. You know, with Loki and, and and everything else. I think it's great. However, it's not Star Wars, is it? And yeah, you Star know, Wars, is it? It's, it's never going to be, but it's just give us, you know, all they need is like what you just said, three to five seconds of footage from each of those key shows that everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking about it. You know, anybody, you know, just people at work that I work with that are not huge Star Wars fans, but obviously they know I am. Now, <laughs> um, now comes find me and be like, oh, have you, have you heard? I'm like, yeah, of course I've heard, but you know, sit down, let's have a chat about it. And yeah. they, they're talking about Andor. And they're talking about, you know, Ahsoka and their kids are talking about it. And why did we not get any, just a couple of seconds from each one? Just boom, boom, boom in our face. That's all we needed. It's all we needed. And the lead up to Tross was, was probably one of the best times to be a Star Wars fan yeah. I've had. And I'm considerably older than both of you young Wizards. <laughs> um, so it's a really good time. And that's just from well-placed advertising and, 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 and shots about what's coming up. It's just um it's just a massive missed opportunity. And you know, we know we know Mickey Mouse loves loves the dollars. And don't get me wrong, I love I love what Disney's done for the franchise. I'm not absolutely in any way a I'm an anti Disney or an anti Kennedy um per- person whatsoever. I think they've they've absolutely taken it to another level in in my opinion. Um but um if you're thinking about it from a pure business perspective, you know it was trending all over Twitter. You've got multiple people just refreshing their screen every five seconds to see what the new announcement is. And um, I, you know, I just, I just, this, those two words for me, it's just missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it did, it, the lack of content did probably look worse because Feige, Feige gets it. Kevin Feige gets it. He gets marketing. He gets what the fans want. He is a fan. You know, they dropped what they had for Marvel. We've got, uh, little looks at all of the shows. We've got the official title cards, which to be fair, we got those at the Investor Day last year. But obviously, the, the way that way it's handled over at Marvel is, you know, it puts most things to shame. And Feige is an expert um, at that. So I think, in the eyes of you know, Star Wars fans, they're probably looking enviously over at Marvel, thinking, "Well, hold on, yeah, why didn't we get something like that?" And I agree that there's no reason why they couldn't because Andor is done; it's wrapped. As is and, and as is Kenobi, they're just both in post now. Um, we don't know anything about Mando season three, but they could have maybe said something. As soon as they said there was a Pixar panel and a Marvel panel, I knew that was it. There was there wasn't going to be a surprise Star Wars panel. They weren't just going to um, roll out these um, pieces of footage on the Twitter feed like they had for everything else. Yeah. If they did, that might have even been a bit more of a slap in the face that they didn't give it a panel. But do you think on the, on the flip side, though, do you think we're going to get over the next? four to eight months it's going to be primarily star wars we well, certainly yeah. hope so because i, I mean so. on, on, on the flip side of the frustrations which um i never really had because i didn't believe that there was going to be too much coming out on disney plus day for star wars i thought i did think we would get a bit more i thought we'd get even some like still images of and or on set or or of you and as um obi-wan i thought we were going to get like at least still images because they're out there. They've got them. They've got the footage. But a lot of the problem was it's the whole online community, the online world we live in. There are several outlets 
and some dodgy online leakers and scoopers and clout chasers, let's call them what they are, non-reputables who were dropping sources and and it was the classic. Who was the source? The source was, dude, just trust me, okay? That was the people's source. You know, trust me, it's happening. And it never did. And people have had to kind of backtrack and give apologies. You know, Disney must have changed things last minute. Disney did not change anything last minute. They were never going to release things. They would not have changed anything at the last minute. They would not have thought, hmm, this, like you said, this stuff which could set the internet ablaze, could trend for months, could get people excited, could bring the fan base up to a positive level again. Nah, I think, no, let's just take that off, actually, and just wind people up even more. I don't think for a minute that that happened. I just don't think they were ever going to do it. And I think when one person said, uh, one outlet or person or whoever it was said, this is happening, and then it gets picked up by other outlets, and then it just spreads like wildfire. That is, that's what happened. It's kind of happening with this Spider-Man No Way Home at the minute, you know, fever yeah. pitch. And that's what happened here. And um, again, a shout out, the only person who didn't jump on the train was the only one you got to listen to, and that's our, our boy Bespin, who I spoke to him on the telephone during it, and he said, you know, I'm not joining in with this because none of it's happening. Uh, and as it turned out, that was the truth. And Disney and Star Wars never said they were going to have huge announcements. They just said, bookmark the date. And we got a Kenobi sizzle reel and we got a Boba Fett documentary, which is something. It may not have been what everybody wanted, but they did deliver on their promise that they were going to drop something. I just think it looked a little bit worse because of what, uh, because of what Marvel dropped. But also Disney Plus Day as a whole, I think was actually really quite good. If you're a Disney fan, you're reading well with all the stuff that's coming out. There's a lot of cool stuff. But the Star Wars fans at the minute, obviously with all Lucasfilm's been beset by production issues, hirings and firings, scripts being bought in, chucked out, writers being kicked out and everything since pretty much since the production of The Force Awakens. So it kind of did feel like, oh, here we go again, a bit repetitive that everyone else has to have it gets to have a bit of fun but except us but we had disney investor day last year and we got the announcement of 10 shows we got all of the news that hayden's coming back and ahsoka was confirmed so we had that last year we got i know people are saying we've got a celebration next year obes canobes would have probably been out by then or at least um will be, will be ongoing by then so that's when they're going to really drop maybe some stuff for ahsoka for andor for mando for anything else i've got coming so i know that's what six months seven months away but i think it was premature of people and this isn't me necessarily slamming people for having being excited or even even the the outlets and the scoopers you know i just think it was a bit premature to assume we were going to get so much stuff considering that's not how this lucasfilm have marketed their stuff previously no, I mean, I, I agree. I think from a from Star Wars fan perspective, I'm I'm I'm, I'm disappointed because there wasn't much to get too excited about. I think you're right, though, from a Disney perspective, um, you know. And I think you know we're we're, we're all fans of, of that. It was a it was a fantastic day, and I think the new Star Wars stuff will come when it has its time. I think you and Luke have had some excellent conversations around, um, you know, potentially the mismanagement of marketing of things like Solo, and and touching on what Dave said. You know, I, I you know I like the MCU universe as well. I think it's I think it's a bit flooded at the minute but um if disney are getting their marketing right when it comes to things like the mcu there's no reason why they can't make those smart decisions when it comes to star wars as well yeah anything on that dave yeah do do you guys think that you know with what we've seen especially mando season one uh you know chapter one with the drop of baby yoda as the child or grogu yeah whatever you you prefer that they're being a little bit precious about the information that they are putting out there because they know that whatever they give us, you know, if 
and I'm the one saying, give us three to five seconds worth of footage from these shows, <laughs> you know people are going to pick those apart, pixel yeah. by pixel, to say, this is that, this is, you know. So don't get me wrong. I was I was gutted not to see more Star Wars. I always am gutted to not see <laughs> Star Wars on the screen. But yeah, at the right. same time, I can see, you know, I can see the merit in it, and they obviously know what they're doing. Come on. It, Mandalorian's proved that it's proved that they know Star Wars they know what they're doing now and there's a lot of people that are obviously not happy with with the films that Disney put out um I'm not one of them by the way actually you know I love them sit there take them in lap it up Star Wars me up baby every day um boil him up in that Star Wars (laughs) do it um but yeah you know I, I was and I don't mean to name drop but I'm definitely gonna I um Got to meet Hayden Christensen a couple of days ago um, yes. at, at MCM uh, in Birmingham. So I made the made the trip up there, um, and he is just awesome. And uh, you know, I was a bit cheeky with what I was sort of saying to him because it was a uh, it was quite cool. Just to, it was literally just me and him because of COVID. There was lots of measures in place, masks and, and uh, screens yep. and booths. And I said, you know, obviously thanked him for his time. Massive fangirl moment. Sort of started sweating a little bit actually. It was quite <laughs> a hunk. Um, <laughs> that so you know, I said to him, I, I said, you know, thank you so much for your time. I can't wait to see you in Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And he just said, thank you ever so much. You know, I, um, I love what I do. I said, yep, really excited to see you in Ahsoka as well. And he just sort of giggled at me and said yeah. nothing. So, yeah. no, <laughs> um, but he was just a oh. It was amazing. It was incredible. Such a nice guy. Such a nice you, guy. You were a lucky boy. Yes, sessions were meant to have a uh, presence up there, but as you heard from the up the top, Lukey boy couldn't make it, uh, and um, circumstances came about that I couldn't either, which is a huge shame because I wanted to be in a room with Ian and Hayden, and we could have been, but I just couldn't get up there. So um, that's why we weren't there. But Dave was there for us. So Dave was enough. I was the the voice and face and soul and spirit yeah. of the sessions up there. But hell yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I wasn't. I was disappointed, of course, naturally. That I wish because, like you, I, I want to. I want to eat up as much of the stuff they give us. But I wasn't surprised. But and I wasn't downhearted that we didn't get anything because I really just didn't expect them to drop as much as people were saying. And I, I you know, with Kenobi, when the sizzle reel came out, I texted Lukey Boy and said, "I got to, you know, imagine that they, this, is, this is all they release. I think they've got a feeling they might. Just, this might be what they're going to release." And it turns out that they did. Which is, uh, I found I, I I do think that had a bit of an effect because when people saw that they got excited and I think when the realization was oh you know we've we, we we've opened our presents earlier than we should have done I've now got nothing later on I think the realization hit home to people that oh damn it this may have been a bit more a bit more special tomorrow but yeah Disney Plus I think was a, a success for Disney uh, and for lots of their subsidiary brands maybe not Star Wars but. We are going to get more Star Wars goodness in future. They're going to just drop stuff as and when. We've got Celebration coming up. We know we're getting Boba Fett, Kenobi, and or maybe Mando Season 2, 3 next year. Sorry, we're getting the Bad Batch Season 2 and whatever else they decide to drop. So let's not worry too much about the end of 2021 being a bit barren because next year is going to be absolutely just flooded with Star Wars goodness. So that's what I'm excited about. And the final thing to mention that did come out of Disney plus, cause it wasn't a total write off again, sizzle reel loved it. Everyone got excited when they saw it. They also dropped the 22 minute documentary called under the helmet. And it's a documentary about Boba Fett. 
Uh, I know Luke was, uh, he watched this and he absolutely loved it. He was posting about it, how much he really, really dug it. I got around to watching it uh, the other day and I thought this was really, really quite good, this documentary, especially the, the, the depth of who they got in. George Lucas, Ben Burt, they got all of the fets together. They got uh, uh, Daniel Logan back, uh, Jeremy Bullock, of course, and it was so, so nice to see a proper tribute, an official tribute from Star Wars Lucasfilm to Jeremy Bullock, who obviously sadly passed away, and he was the original Boba Fett. They didn't, um, they didn't interview that that black, the stuntman who was kicking off online, who he wore the Boba Fett armor for about forty seconds in the special editions. Didn't bother asking him, but um, yeah, and just seeing the origins of the character, we all know the white suit was his original look, but then the rise of popularity within Lucasfilm, within the fans, seeing the street parade. But also just seeing new footage of George talking Star Wars was great. And it felt like, like that sizzle reel, this felt like it was part of something bigger to me because it just felt, you know, you got George Lucas back and you only had him for about a minute on, on screen for about a minute. This felt like it, maybe they're going to release something larger and include more of this as Book of Boba Fett comes out. But I, I've said it on the show, I've never really got the appeal of Boba Fett up until kind of Mando season two time. I didn't like him, but... I said, we saw he was on screen for, what, five minutes maybe? He said a few lines and he went out like an absolute chump. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't enough to get me excited. Yes, he looks cool, but there's no different to Captain Phasma and people dunk on Phasma all the time. Boba Fett wasn't entirely uh, that different um, in his screen time. But then Mando Season 2 came along and you know we got to see the Tamura as Boba in the in the season episode one, sorry. Then we saw him come and just wreck shop in his own episode. Robert Rodriguez helmed that one. And then we saw him in the last few as well. And that got me excited. That got me thinking, right, here's, this is why people love the Fett. And in the comics have made him out to be a BA. And in the expanded universe has grown his legacy. They, you know, he's the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. Uh, he's everyone's second favorite character or favorite character because of the expanded universe uh, or legends as is now known. The canon didn't really give me anything to get excited about Boba about. Mando season two did that. I absolutely dug this documentary. I, I was so into um, how this, uh, how they made this and how they came out with Boba, seeing Steve Sansweet at Rancho Obi-Wan with all the old um, like thousands of Fett figures. I, I'm sort of getting why people like him now, but of my own opinion, it took Mando season two to get me there. It's made me more excited for the book of Boba Fett, lads. So um, I know you both have seen this because it was your homework for the episode. So um, am I just talking drivel or was this actually a pretty good documentary? No, it was fantastic. I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised uh, when I finally managed to run home from work and, and flick it on. Um, you know, it, it was just incredible to see. Like you said, the new footage. Um, I learned something, which I love doing. I didn't know that Jeremy Bullock also played a couple of couple of other characters yeah, which was yeah, um yeah. fantastic to fantastic to learn i've um i've met jeremy bullock and he was just a lovely guy he really really was he was um so dedicated to his fans he was in love with what he'd done and you know right up to around about a year before he actually passed away i believe he was still signing and, and meeting fans and still wearing the armor which was incredible but no the, the actual documentary itself just gave us some lovely, um, lovely bits of footage and some great bits of information. I've lapped it up. I've watched it about three times already, I think, actually. It's great. Nice. 
No, it's it's, it's awesome, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just a it's a it's a testament to what Star Wars does in bringing out things that people aren't used to, and they go on to become cult cult phenomenon. So, I mean, obviously, no 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 Boba, no no Mandalorian. Um, so, um, I think that's just a you know a great way to. To, to look at that character, um, one, I think the two things I've jotted down here to mention is, one, the, the music. The music on it was awesome. Yeah. yeah um, my God, when Jeremy Bullock's wife started talking, I was like, I'm, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. Someone yeah. put something in my eye. That the was onions. a misty-eyed moment. Yeah. Sure. yeah. No, totally, mate. Totally, mate. And, you know, she's you know, she obviously got on board with it. There was shots of her helping him out at... Um, you're not helping him out being a team at um, kind of conventions and mm-hmm. signings and stuff you know she you know it looked like it took over her life as well but I mean god that 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 bit that bit um, absolutely got me but the, the the Star Wars Sessions Discord server just blew up when that that came out I, I didn't know it was coming out and then um, I think either Johnny or one of the guys put it on there that like, go and check this out and it was just fantastic it was like a National Geographic show on a make-believe character it was absolutely awesome <laughs> no yeah you're right when it i mean like i mentioned jeremy bullock got plenty of love um when he did sadly pass away it was a big loss to the star wars world and community and he was honored by lucasfilm at the time but i'm so glad that they took the time here to do it and to pay the respects and to show yeah jeremy and his wife let's say like you say as a team together uh, what this meant to them how it changed their lives but also you know how much it affected other people what it meant to others and they got to see that and we got to see what it meant to them and there was a really really lovely moment and obviously having um danny logan talking about um as well tamira morrison it was fantastic to see uh the tribute and it's just good to see the legacy of fet now being i'm not say properly honored because again in canon about five minutes but for the fans who have been there since 1980 for for fet this must be like a fever dream to them and um I'm I'm excited now for the book of Boba Fett. I was before the yeah. when the trailer came out again. I thought it was, thought it was fine, but what about you guys? Because I don't necessarily know what you guys think. Book of I Boba, think- then are we excited? Oh yeah, and I think that the whole point in this little documentary that they've done was to build that little bridge. You know, just give us a little a little taste of what's what's to come for for Fett and. Um, maybe just to hook in some of the people that don't really understand the hype around him. Because as you said, Matt, he, he obviously was in Empire and he was in Jedi. But for, I think, what does it say at the start of the documentary? Six minutes, is it? And four Something lines like of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So for people that aren't hardcore Star Wars fans, they they might be a bit like, why why are we focusing on, on this guy? He, he wasn't in that much at all. He's, you know, a background character. And, and maybe they don't know that people like myself have got him tattooed on, on their fire. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean though. To some people, fair is like Boba filth. Oh people, yeah. Some people love Boba. Um, <laughs> sure. My, me and Sean and I, our uncle, he loves Boba Fett. Yeah, he, he does. He, and my, our uncle's like the, the shyest guy, but he went, co- went to a, a birthday party dressed as Fett, which was brilliant. Unreal. But it, that's what it means to so many people like, like, like yourself, Dave, to have him inked on your skin, mate. Yeah, just it, just it was the look for me. You know, you're getting that sort of stormtrooper, a one-off version. It's the first time we sort of see that armor being played into. It, it just fascinated fans, and just to see him back on screen again is incredible. And like you said, some of the footage we got was brilliant. Seeing Daniel Logan talk about it like that was great. Um, it was uh, yeah, it's a fantastic documentary, and I think you know they've put that out to 
to bridge us into Book of Bubba, which is so close now. I can't wait for it. It's going to be so good. Um, it, you know, I think it's doing the job, and I was pleasantly surprised with watching. I actually put it off for a little bit. I was like, oh, I'll watch that in a minute. Um, and then a few people text me saying, oh, my God, you need slap this on your telly right now because it's filth. Go, go watch it. So good. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Down yeah, it, it really was. Yeah, it really, it really was. So, what, five weeks now until Book of Boba comes out. It's a 2021 show, but may as well be next year. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that now. And it was, it was also, and it ended with Lucasfilm president and executive producer of the Book of Boba Fett, Kathleen Kennedy, saying, "Look, you know, we've got plans for Fett. You know, it's so great to see his legacy, but basically, you know, the party's not over yet." And then it ended with the Book of Boba Fett footage, and then that's it. Kind of abrupt Sopranos fate of black ending almost. But um, I think this was maybe this may have been part of something large. I think we're going to see more uh, yeah, again, it, whether it's behind the scenes or something. Um, and I think. You know, here is me putting my um, my uh, internet fan hat on. I think they'd be foolish not to release these kind of galleries or behind the scenes for their shows because people dig them just as not as much, but you know, people love these kind of behind the scenes magic, and you just get also gets people more things to kind of salivate over. You know, the idea of like, maybe in Kenobi, let's see the moment when you and and Hayden, you know, first saw each other again. I assume since the Revenge of the Sith premiere or whatever it might have been um all that all how all that whole boba fett in action and there's so much filth they could mine from this and i think they are wary of that aware of that sorry and i think that's why that maybe they didn't drop as much on disney plus day because uh, uh, an andor trailer would have done well a kenobi trailer would have done gangbusters figures but why not release it when they want to when there's no other competition fact the fans are hungry here we are let's chuck a kenobi bomb and then there's nothing else. There's no, there's no Marvel stuff. There's no Disney films being released on the same day. There's no other films that are taking up the, the hashtags on Twitter. They release this on their own terms. They get full. They get, it's like, it's like the final straight on the marathon or on a formula one race. They, they can just power down that straight. And the only thing people are talking about will be the Kenobi trailer or an Andor trailer or the, the news that someone's being cast in something. So, they can, they, 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 I think they know what they're doing. It may not seem like they do. And at times I do find myself questioning what the hell is going on at Lucasfilm. But again, 2022 is a huge year for Star Wars fans. So let's not, let's not uh, forget that. Now, this year has been quiet because we haven't really had much coming out. We haven't, we haven't had a man though this year. Boba Fett's at the end of the year. Next year though, is going to be the big one. Let's. Yeah, I think it kind of goes into what we were saying about, as you say, release things on their own time and, and you know, do more of a Star Wars focus at a different time. And well, when did um, Boba uh, trailer come out? I mean, that was only very recently. I mean, that, 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 I mean they easily left it until Disney Plus Day. Well, there is that question is, why did they not leave it? Or is it because they wanted to, they didn't want anything in the stream? They want clear air in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely, I'd agree with that, and uh, that hopefully gives us some hope that there's going to be some uh, uh, Kenobi bombs, as you say, a wild Kenobi has appeared um, at some point early next year. <laughs> Maybe a new hope that we will do as well. So, um, well, that was the that's that that was it. The Kenobi sizzle reel came out. We enjoyed it. Uh, Disney Plus Day came out. Yeah, <laughs> the and then the book, the Boba <laughs> Fett documentary came out, and that was great. So, again. 
the two things that dropped on Disney Plus Day were very good. So let's end on a positive note. Um, Sean, thank you very much for coming back on and agreeing to be a an honorary co-pilot in the Essex Falcon this week, mate. Honour, absolute pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. And um, yeah, we'll look forward to hearing the dulcet tones of Master Blower back soon. But yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Yes, Blilo Ren will be back um, very soon. We're just keeping the chair warm. But uh, as we ask all of our guests, if you want anyone to follow you or or find you online, uh, where can they? What's your handles? Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter. I am Sean H. It's probably the safest place. There we go. I am Sean H. is the safest place to see on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter anyway, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Dave, as well. Thank you so much for giving up your time to uh, come and join the sessions today. Absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Really, really yeah. loved it. So and We're um, all going to meet up for a beer ski soon, we know. Oh, that. That's yeah. an important point, actually. When we're doing that. We need uh, to get back on that dance floor. That Wookiee is waiting for us somewhere. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's why Master Blyle calls absence because he just dancing so stupid. He's, he's, muscle, isn't he? he's just pulled a muscle doing the time warp. Exactly. That's what he it is. Shapes, pulled a muscle, had a few too many um, Swifties. But um, when like, just soundtrack came on, that's when he really lost it. God, he man, did lose it. He did go wild. But uh, yeah. Uh, get well soon, Master Blowwalker. And just for one one last time, mate, you, you gave him up top, but let's give it again down below. Where can the world find you online? So if you want to uh, get some Black Series goodness in your life, go to um, Facebook and type in UKSWBSC. We will pop up on the groups. If you're on Instagram, go to StarWars.TheBlackSeries and give us a little follow on there. Um, or if you just want to check out my hair then go to uh dave underscore done that's on instagram as well that's so, yeah. probably the most important one to be fair that's, that's what sean, sean don't care about anything else he just stalks my instagram so Mate, if they do another live action lion king you need to be the grown-up simba <laughs> it is a fine mane we'll say that but uh, yeah so love to hear your thoughts and everything we've just discussed you know the place to find us we'll also give that at the end but we love kenobi we love baba fett and really we don't mind a bit of Disney as well. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Feel the filth, Luke. Yes, what a fantastic uh, session that was, for want of a different term, which isn't doesn't allude to the name of our own podcast. But thank you to my brother, Sean Hudson, and to a uh, local boy, huh? Dave Dunn for coming on to talk about the Disney Plus uh, experience that we all had. And again, yeah, go follow their social links. Talk to them about Star Wars. They love it. You love it. The kids love it. We love it. Go check it out. However, I have had to pull uh, the Essex Falcon out of the sky down to our favourite dusty drinking hole. And I'm going to have one for Lukey Boy. We're here at the Bantina. It's time I flex my muscles. Oh, and open this door. I'm not quite as swole as Lukey Boy is. So uh, each week, for those new to the show, Arnold, here in the Bantina, we sit down with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we wanted to know your opinions on the Kenobi sizzle reel and also the news of the Boba Fett documentary. What did you think about it? So to kick us off... Uh, we've got Jin Urso, the Queen, said, Love the concept art in the Kenobi reel. Really intrigued to see how Vader and Obi interact in the series. Disney Plus Day? Mm, 
Really enjoyed the Boba Fett feature and the nostalgia and hype this accelerated for the book of Boba. Overall, found Disney Plus Day a total letdown. We will get Kenobi footage in good time for sure, and I can understand that the current promotion would be more geared to the December release of the book of Boba Fett. But I felt that Star Wars was really an afterthought, generally. Uh, Ahsoka Tano fan, another queen who's been on the show, said, uh, Did you like uh, the Kenobi scissor reel? I did! Although I was really hoping for a trailer, and I will have a feeling we're going to be getting it soon, though. Shane Daly said it made him giddy with excitement. And Matilda Backlund, the Swedish Jedi, she said, I'm not stoked, but looks good. And we also received some pure filth in the form of voice messages. So let's hear the first one. This is from the Mancalorian himself, Adrian Chorley. What's up, Star Wars Sessions? It's the Mancalorian coming to you today from the mean streets of Mancalore. To paraphrase Padme, to be disappointed is to be human. I was initially disappointed with Disney Plus Day, but then took a step back and questioned whether that was really reasonable. And I don't think it is. Lucasfilm promoted the event as you'd expect, and they gave us the Obi-Wan sizzle and a cracking Boba Fett documentary. We've already had the Book of Boba Fett trailer. They never promised anything more than that. Any suggestion of more came from completely unofficial sources. All other Star Wars projects are so far away, it's not reasonable to expect footage now. We've already had an Andor sizzle, and its release in financial Q4 to 2022, and big production makes it a lock for a movie-style trailer at Celebration in May. Obi-Wan will likely air before then, but it's still many months away, and based on the marketing campaigns for Mando and Boba, we won't get a trailer until around two months before. People need to remember marketing cycles for streaming shows are entirely different to those for movies. Maybe they have a trailer ready, as rumoured, and it was pulled. If so, that does not mean disaster. Most likely reason being that marketing decided it was unnecessary so early on, and that Disney Plus as a whole already had enough for that day. So why not keep it as ammunition for later? There is still plenty of projects in the works, and people have been asking for Lucasfilm to be more certain, to plan better. So I would rather no announcements at all than them talk about something that only has a slight chance of making it to release. Star Wars fans need to be patient in this period of intentional slowdown and careful what trust they place in unofficial stories. To paraphrase Master Yoda, rumours lead to anticipation, anticipation leads to expectation, expectations lead to disappointment. May the Force be with you all. There he is, the man who can, the Exegorth from the North himself, Adrian Chorley, always there with a... uh, level-headed approach and yeah dude you know we agree because uh i mentioned that in some of the main discussion there that lucasfilm maybe they want a free run they want to they want clear air ahead of them to be able to drop their their own trailers their posters their casting news so then they can have the the pick of the playground the pick of the toys if you will um and i think it's pertinent to mention as well that look we all want lucasfilm to get their house in order their cards in order which is something that even the most ardent of fans like myself is kind of thinking, well, this is <laughs> all of these, you know, shelf projects and everything else we mentioned. It's getting a bit daft now. If the reason why they're, you know, they're not showing these trailers or anything like that is yes, because they want the, their own space to do so, but also because they want to make it right because they're, they're, they've got it all planned out there when they want to release it, what they want to show and all this 
fine. I'm happy to wait as long if we can get a cohesive narrative going forward. That is perfect. That is all I need. So, Adrian, mate, thank you so much for sending that word in. Let's chuck another one on. The man who puts the king in Woking, Alex Jessup, has sent this one in. Hello there. Well, I have to say that that Kenobi scissor reel was great and it ticked all the uh, boxes for me. I'm so glad to see that Ewan is as excited to step back in the Obes Kenobes robes and finish that story as we are to see him in it. The content art has really whetted our appetites and we've got a taste of some great scenes to come. We get to see downtown Coruscant, I think and hope, a hangar with the snowspeeders from Empire Strikes Back, Vader's castle and Vader communicating with, I think, an Inquisitor via hologram. And also, lastly, we get to see Vader... doing a saber fight with a Jedi. It may or may not be Kenobi, but a Jedi. And I think that's going to be really important. Anyway, I'll let you guys discuss that further with some spice. Keep it real, keep it happy. Take care and speak to you soon. What a man. What a man. Interesting. A Jedi facing off against Darth Vader. Nobody's uh, considered the possibility that the reason why they angled Obi-Wan or the Jedi at that angle is because it ain't actually Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's food for thought. That's something to chew on. Uh, So I hadn't thought about that. Uh, In my head, it's Obi-Wan, but uh, I just assumed it was. But, you know, I think the placing of it would be very naughty if it wasn't um, Obi-Wan. But yeah, nice one, Alex, mate. Thank you so much for that. Moving on to some more written responses. Dan Sexton, you may have heard of him. He's the guy who says... So good. Yes, he does. Well, he wasn't saying that about the uh, Disney Plus day. He said it annoyed me a bit, actually. Wish we got more. Seemed pointless. Very underwhelming. The next reveal needs to be big with a capital B, a capital I, and a capital G as well. Uh, So uh, going on to the next voice message, this one comes all the way from our our boy, who's, uh, again, also been on the sessions, Andreas Blum. He said this. Hey there, Matt and Luke, all sessionists, Andreas. Uh... You know, I when I saw the sizzle reel, it's it's Ewan McGregor can't help but being contagious with his enthusiasm over being back as Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's uh, th- that's wonderful to see. Um, and it was absolutely awesome to see uh, some of the concept art, kind of getting a little bit of a glimpse of what might be in store for us. Although they certainly didn't give away much. Um, I was a little disappointed overall with uh, kind of what we got on Disney Plus Day. I was hoping for more trailers and more glimpses of what's up ahead since there are so many things that are in the oven. But regardless, you know, I I can't really complain. 2022 is going to be a fantastic year. So overall, um, excited about the future. Yes, sir, the beer to be feared, the main man, Andreas. Thank you so much for that, mate. And 
I, I, I get with with you and like you say, he's infectious. He's just such a likable guy. But the fact that he's he's our guy, he's a Star War man. He's Obi Wan Kenobi, um, and all the memes that have come from it. To see him so excited is, you know, I can't wait, mate. And I hear what you're saying. I agree with you, and I love hearing your voice, dude. Um, on the contrary, not somebody who doesn't like hearing me or Andreas, but. I said in that main discussion, there's no way in hell Disney changed their plans. They never had any plans to drop anything. Um, the contrary, though, we had a message from uh, Matthew Chitty, who said, the breaking news prior about Rogue Squadron changed their plans, Disney. When you have actors from Kenobi tweeting, where's the trailer? It was changed. The Lucasfilm secrecy policy is overprotective because of the way people react to anything. Marvel has struck the right balance, but Star Wars marketing hasn't evolved. And, bro... I, I said I don't think they changed anything and I stick to that but that is a filthy point because O'Shea uh, Jackson he tweeted you know like damn I, I was waiting for the trailer and I'm in it so you know that's a good point to mention is that there was an, an anticipation for something to come out and it didn't so maybe maybe I'm overlooking something very very important here and uh, that there was a trailer and they did pull it for some reason. The uncertainty surrounding Rogue Squadron, the news that this, that, and the others being um, shelved, and other people aren't jumping on board, uh, like Kevin Feige's film and that. So, a lot of stuff there to mind. So, Matthew, thank you very much for that, mate. And uh, we've got one final voice message on the subject, and it comes all the way from the valleys, the King of Wales, Luke Summerfield. Here's what he had to say for me. Disney Plus Day was a bit like Luke Skywalker heading to Dagobah. Full of promise, crash, crash lands his X-Wing, doesn't believe what he's seeing, but then we know eventually that tiny little green legend pulls the X-Wing out of the swamp. The moral of the story here is, it will be okay in the end, Disney Plus don't normally release trailers until it's really close to the launch. And remember, Palpatine does love a good Kenobi session and how can you beat Ben Burt on a trumpet well you can't beat Ben Burt on a trumpet that's how mate uh, no, nice one mate always a oh again as with all our listeners always a level headed voice of reason always enjoy hearing from the King of Wales and I don't uh, again, same as it was at the risk of sounding like a broken record. I don't disagree with anything you said. How can I disagree with an opinion anyway? But anyway, uh, thank you so much for sending that one in. Moving on to Boba Fett, we had uh, a few people sending some messages, so thank you very much. Uh, well, Luke Summerfield said it had the movies that made us vibe, and it absolutely did. If you haven't checked that out, it's on Netflix. They uh, dissect the movies that we love growing up, the classics, 45 minutes, they get everyone involved again. Really, really, really good. Uh, Peter Television. Um, Q Comic Store said, absolutely quality, mate. Loved it. Uh, yep, all over that, my friend. And the wonderfully named Into the Garbage Shoot said, so amazing. Yes, it absolutely was. It really was such a good uh, documentary. And like I said, Daniel Logan, mate, if you're listening, come on, son, jump on board. I'll get the I'll get the spare bedroom in the Falcon ready. Come on board. We'll have a couple of... Uh, Spotskers, and uh, we'll chat some fit if you fancy it. Chat some fit with some filthy lads from Essex. However, that is the uh, stint 
in the band Cena. Thank you, everybody, so much for sending in your comments, your voice messages. For those that we didn't get around to hearing or hearing from, please do continue to send in your engagement and your comments because we absolutely love reading them. And more often than not, you guys pull up something which we hadn't thought of, which <laughs> may or may not change our thinking. Usually in the band Tina, when we change our mind, like, oh, damn, I hadn't thought about that. Like Matthew Chitty, I'd forgot that O'Shea had dropped that. Like, yo, like, where's the trailer? I thought he was coming out. I'm in it. Uh, I forgot about that. So, hey, is there more to it than meets the eye? Is it a Transformer? Is it Optimus Prime? I don't know. If it is, will, will we ever find out? Probably not. But seems like everyone enjoyed the scissor reel, the footage. There seems to be a bit of, you know... A few rumblings of discontent that we didn't really get anything from Disney Plus Day. And I get it. Like I said, I'm not disappointed. Uh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm disappointed from a kind of service level. Like, oh, wouldn't it have been cool to get more stuff? I haven't lost sleep over it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. We, we still got that, a cool scissor reel, which had it not leaked, would have come out on Disney Plus Day. And we got a boss Boba Fett documentary. So I don't think we've done too badly. 2022 is going to be the year of Star Wars. You heard her here first. And that is that. We've got Boba Fett coming out in a few weeks' time, and suddenly all of this will be forgotten about. The marketing's going to hype up. We're going to get more news coming out, more stories, more speculative piece think pieces, probably just on the sessions. So, come on, we've got plenty to look forward to and celebration next year as well. We're going to that table. We're picking everything up from that buffet, and we're going to enjoy it all. Don't worry about that. So, that is my final thoughts for this episode of Star Wars Session. Thank you once again to Sean. Thank you, Dave Dunn, for coming on and um, shooting the Galactic Breeze with me. I very much appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for getting in touch with your comments on Disney Plus, Kenobi, and the Book of Boba Fett. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't ever end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Ah, he ain't here well i'll just have to fill in for him the best i can you can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk on twitter at star wars session with no s at the end just search star wars sessions across all of the socials instagram facebook tiktok you're going to find us there chuck us a voice note or a message to our email address hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk that feels apt hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk to send us an email and if you want to support the show further you can do by checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you can hear us through your ears now or on spotify apple podcast stitcher tune in amazon podcast google podcast anchor fm everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you're going to find us there and if you love the show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com it's the imd beaver podcast it's awesome we're there so if you do have a spare 30 seconds a five star review wherever you listen really does help the show it gets more people in listening and it means we get to hear from you guys each and every week which is is what we live for the sessions is fueled not by coaxium but by you guys so please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your ewok tell your cousin tell my brother who watches the last jedi religiously tell dave dunn's barber the more the merrier the kettle spicier yes this is the podcast you're looking for i got so excited at the thought of that here but until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Luke. Horn Shudson. Dave Dunn.
are Essex-based podcast heroes. Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. Now that's a country club. <laughs>